Yo, today's QOD is you are the primary educator of your children. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We've got Dr. Jawanza Kanjufu on the show today. This man's content has been blowing up my Instagram account. And this content is, what, almost 40 years old. And it still resonates today. And today he's going to talk about five common characteristics of academically high achieving homes. Like sometimes we think of academics as something that happens outside of the home. Academics happens inside of the home as well. And so he's going to break down these five. And I think the most important one is number five about being the primary educator of your child and setting goals and creating a home-based plan for accomplishing those goals. Dr. Kajufu's coming up. But some other ideas because our time is running so tight with regards to parenting. There's a rumor going around that low-income parents cannot produce high-achieving students. Do you believe that? No. There's also a rumor going around that single parents cannot produce high-achieving students. Do you believe that? No. And so we don't believe it either. So my book on images and Reginald Clark's book, Family Life and School Achievement, we looked at that. Low-income, high-income. Single parents, two parents. And what we found out was it was not how much money was in the home. It was not how many parents were there. What it boiled down to was the quality of the interaction. In other words, if you want to produce high-achieving students, we identified five common characteristics. First of all, in the high-achieving homes, these parents believe that the world is going to be better for their children. You know, in some homes, the parents are already downtrodden, already beaten, and they transmit a dismal attitude to their children. We're not in the high-achieving homes. These parents say, well, it may not be all what I want it to be, but it's going to be better for my children. They, first of all, transmit hope. Secondly, in high-achieving homes, these parents are consistent with their children. You know, some homes, mama got one rule on Monday, another rule on Wednesday. Yeah. Not here. There's consistency here. Third, in high-achieving homes, these parents are complementary to their children. You know, in some homes, every other word is four letters. Not here. These parents praise their children. Fourth, in high-achieving homes, these parents give their children high expectations. And then last but not least, besides transmitting hope, being consistent, being complimentary, giving high expectations, these parents believe that they are the primary educators of their children. In other words, there have always been two kind of parents in America. There's a teacher-parent conference. You want to talk to the parent. Now, the first kind of parent, not in this study, will probably pass the buck, will probably say, well, I don't know what to do with them either. I got some of my own problems. Can you solve some of mine too? The first kind of parent will pass the buck, but then you get a second kind of parent who listen to you very carefully and upon conclusion will say very softly, thank you very much for telling me about my child. Now, if you can just leave us alone for a moment, I can assure you, you won't have that problem anymore in life. Now, you leave the meeting. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but it must be like the Godfather, where the parent gave the child an offer the child could not refuse. <laughs> or as Bill Cosby told Theo on the first day of the show, I brought you in here and I'll take you out. Now, these are the kind of parents we like to have more of. 
In other words, we want to come back and have a detailed workshop with your parents. It's a 16-step parent involvement program. And it, first of all, starts with establishing goals. So I believe if you're going to be a good parent, you have to establish goals for your children. And once you have goals for them, then you can go into stage two, a home program. But you see, you can't even go into stage two if you aren't clear on stage one. In other words, when I ask black and many parents what kind of goals they have for their children, I hear things like, well, as long as he don't beat me, as long as he gets a job, as long as he stays out of jail, well, see, if your goals are weak, then your home program will be weak. I have two sons, 15 and 10. I only have three goals for them. First of all, I want them to put God number one in their lives. Secondly, I want them to be committed to the liberation of blind people. And then third, I want my sons to be the employer rather than being the employee. Now, the question is, if these are the goals for my sons, what kind of game plan, home program, or strategy can I develop that will hopefully, and I said hopefully, that's a key word. You see, I control the process. I don't control the result. It's like this workshop. How I give the workshop, my business. How you use the workshop, your business. There's no way I can ever guarantee any of this for my children. You see, I sleep good every night because I understand what I control. I control the process, not the result. But the question is, if my home program is my process, if I want them to put God first in their lives, should they go to church? Should they read the Bible or Quran? I mean, maybe. If I want them to believe in God, they need to go to church or read the Bible or Quran. Hold on, we'll come back to you a little bit later on. Okay. <laughs> if I want them to be committed to the liberation of blind people, should they begin to read black children's literature? Know that Malcolm's birthday, King's birthday is January 15th, Malcolm's birthday, May 19th, Gary's birthday, August 17th, and Kwanzaa in December. They should know that. If I want them to be the employer, should I also get some of my own homework? And I just rely on school homework? You know, we have children that know that six times three is 18, but when you give them a word problem, they don't know what to do. If you want to train a child, give the skill first. If you want to educate a child, give the need first. We have people with BAs, MAs, and PhDs out of work. Can't make nothing. They have been trained, not educated. We have to work on that. So these are just some of the kinds of ideas we want to share with you with regards to parenting, that we want them to believe they're the primary educator. And that means you have got to share some of the power. In other words, we can't on the one hand say we want them to be the primary educator, and then when they begin to question us, use our authority over them. In other words, it should be a 50-50 proposition with regards to this child's development. Any comments about parenting, the role it plays with regards to our students' achievement? That was Dr. Jawanza Kanjufu. He does not have a website. However, I do recommend you go to the internet and you look up his books and you order one of them and you read it because it could change your life as well as the lives of your children. That is it for me. I will see you tomorrow with Marissa Pierce. It's going to be Throwback Thursday. I'm out. Peace.